And I think that a lot of guys don't overcome PE, not because their body can't, but because they lack the consistency and they try it a couple of times and it doesn't work. So then they just stop, right. Kind of like what you used to do, right. You, you mm-hmm. tried some things and you were like, this doesn't work for me. Like, forget it. Or this is like too embarrassing or uncomfortable to like confront even with myself. So I'm just going to ignore it or not think about it. So, yeah, I think you got to such a good point of consistency that showed you, you know, what was possible. Welcome to what I love about sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. I am so excited to get this episode out because I am actually interviewing one of my clients, Charles. When Charles came to me, he was struggling with PE or premature ejaculation, and he has overcome it in the months that we worked together. This is a really great story for you guys to hear, those of you especially who are struggling with PE and you want some more perspective, you want to hear into the tactics that... Charles had used during our time working together and all around it's just a great episode so can't wait for you to check it out. I'm also really excited to announce that I am releasing my own PE course for you guys to help you overcome PE. So the PE course will be released January 30th and the waiting list is in the link in the description of this episode. So if you're interested in the course and you want to get the details, definitely join the waiting list as soon as possible and you will get those updates. All right, Charles, thanks so much for coming on the show to do an episode on your experience with my coaching. I'm really excited because you're the first one who I've ever done this with. So it's pretty cool. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Getting right into the questions, let's just start with, can you describe in more detail the specific symptoms of premature ejaculation or PE that you were experiencing before seeking help? So whenever I would have sex, just like regular intercourse, uh, it would be like max 30 seconds that I would last before I would ejaculate. It wasn't always tied to like an orgasm. It was just something that would happen on its own. Mm. Okay. So around average of a 30 second mark. Yeah. I would say at the most. What else, what other like symptoms were you experiencing with that? Physically, that was pretty much it. Um, it was really frustrating, uh, to say Mm -hmm. the least that that was how things always ended up. But it, if I was getting a blow job or a hand job or something, it would always last longer. Um, Mm -hmm. it was only during like regular intercourse that, uh, I had trouble with PE. Yeah. Which is most guys too. Um, how long were you struggling with that where you were at that 32nd mark for penetration? Oh, years. Um, I don't even know pretty much the whole time that I've been sexually active. Mm. So over 10 years. Did you ever do anything before coming to me to resolve? Uh, it? I tried different condoms and, uh, 
some of the numbing gels and creams that were on the market, but I never really had very much success with any of that. Why do you think um, that wasn't successful? Because I know there's a lot of guys listening who are going to be like, yeah, I tried everything too. It just doesn't work. Like, what do you think it was that made those tactics not work for you? Um, I think probably because it was more than just a physical problem. Like mm-hmm. some of it was mental also. Um, that just trying to rely on like um, something to block the sensation didn't really take care of everything. Yeah, that's a really good point. What about your relationship? Like how these, how this frustration that you were having and, um, and being that, you know, it only happened during penetration with your wife, like how was this affecting your relationship? My wife never had a problem with it. If, if she did, she never told me. I always apologized for coming too fast. And she always said it wasn't a problem and not to be worried about it, but it still bothered me. Um, and I think that that was the biggest impact on the relationship was that I just felt, um, I I was insecure about it and, uh, I didn't feel like I was up to par sexually to please my wife if I was going to come that fast all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember you telling me, cause obviously I know the answers to these questions. I just want the guys to hear, you know, your, your point of view, but, um, but yeah, you, I, I feel that most partners are pretty good with it. You know, it's not really the issue so much of the woman, like having a negative reaction. That's very slim. Um, the majority is the guy thinking that she's thinking something she's not right. And then you get all in your head about it even more. But, but yeah, from like your experience there, there definitely was some mental setbacks along with that physical one that just kept feeding into one another. Right. Yeah. Do you think it was, um, do you think it was just the fact that you didn't work on any mental ways to help you at this point? Or do you think, um, it was also a matter of maybe not being consistent with some of the things that you did try? I think it was definitely both, um, I wasn't consistent with the things that I had tried physically and mentally I was just pretty much lost with everything. So the actions you've tried, you pretty much, you pretty much said it was like, let's, let's say those again. You tried some gel numbing creams. Yeah. Numbing creams and gels. And then uh, like just different kinds of condoms, just trying to find like maybe ones that were thicker so that there would be less sensation or ones that had like the numbing gel in them already. And I just never had any luck with any of them. Did you try anything else? Any other tactics, like any masturbation tactics or like. Some masturbation tactics, but um, I didn't notice that the masturbation was helping anything. So what made you like, what was it that made you realize you wanted my help? Like when, what made you feel like, all right, it's time to like try something new or it's time to work with stuff. Like what was that? What created that shift? Um, I would say probably over a year ago, I had considered looking into um, finding like a sexual psychologist or something like that local in the area that I could talk to and see if that would help. And um, I didn't really want to find somebody that I would have to risk running into like at the grocery store or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I pretty much just kind of brushed it off. And then, uh, 
your reels kept showing up on my Instagram feed. <laughs> and after a while, I just started following your account. And then you brought up um, starting the Let's Talk Sex Club. And so mm-hmm. that was when I decided I could give that a shot and see, you know, like baby steps into getting help from somebody else mm-hmm. besides just trying to find things on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I was like the first one you came across that was like this third party outsider there. You're like, I'll never bump into her. Like, I'll never. <laughs> like she was it mostly that was there anything else about the content that like drove you to, to kind of trust that route at least a little bit? Um, probably that your page was geared specifically toward men. Hmm. Um, I think that That's had a pretty big impact on it too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get into the tactics we did together. And I, I feel like we use the same tactics the majority of the time that we worked together, yes. right? Would you say yeah. it was like mostly the same repetition of the same types of exercises? Yeah, definitely. What, which um, ones? Yeah, go ahead. So the, the first thing I tried, maybe even before I started meeting with you uh, in the group or one-on-one, was uh, the promescent spray. And so uh, I tried that a few times and kind of had to play around with how many sprays to apply so that I wasn't just like completely slam the door on my dick numb and yeah. also like not sensitive enough to really have any kind of problems. Uh, and that really helped out a lot. And then uh, as we got further into our conversations, like the other things that we tried like slowing down physically. Um, that was the one that I think probably had the biggest impact um, with promescent and without. Like I, I felt confident either way that just slowing down, I would have a better outcome in my sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember after like one week one of doing that, you saw like a noticeable yeah. difference and you were like holy shit <laughs> it was so easy yeah. and simple we were uh it was one afternoon on a weekend and uh, i had to go run some errands and my wife was like hey do you want to have a quickie real quick before you head out and i was like yeah that's fine and it ended up going for like 15 minutes and <laughs> after probably like the first full minute uh i just thought to myself i can't believe that this is still happening <laughs> and the only reason that i that I finished in the end was because I thought that she had already come. And so I was like, well, if we can't just stay in here all afternoon. Like I got stuff to do and <laughs> we don't want the kids to walk in. So yeah, so that was, that was the first time that everything kind of just clicked on its own. When did that happen? How long into working together did that happen? Do you, do you remember like a time frame? Um, I want to say it was probably four months. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, it, it takes some time, but it's worth it. It takes some time, but what was what you were so good at was the consistency of doing the same shit over and over and over, right? Like, yeah. like, and we'll get into like the specifics of like what the same things were, but um, but you were just so disciplined, and I think that what a lot of guys lack is that discipline of just 
hey, I'm going to do it every single week. I'm going to do it regardless of getting the the exact result I want. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find whatever came from it. I'm going to learn and do it again, you know? And that's what you were so good at. And, and I think that a lot of guys don't overcome PE, not because their body can't, but because they lack the consistency and they try it a couple of times and it doesn't work. So then they just stop, right. Kind of like what you used to do, right. You you Mm -hmm. tried some things and you were like, this doesn't work for me. Like, forget it or this is like too embarrassing or uncomfortable to like confront even with myself. So I'm just going to ignore it or not think about it. Um, so yeah, I think you got to such a good point of consistency that showed you, you know, what was possible. And, and it's actually funny too. <laughs> I'm laughing because the the time when your wife's like, you want to have a quickie. And then in your mind, you're like, all right, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah well, actually in my head, I was thinking like, this could last longer and also still be a quickie. I didn't think it was like, mm. hey, like the kids are gonna have to turn on another show. It could actually be a long session. <laughs> yeah. So and it, yeah, she wasn't that, even done yet, so you could have kept going, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, she fooled me on that one. The first that time that she funny. ever had to well, she didn't have to fake an orgasm, but that I thought that she had had one, and so I just kind of gave up. And mm-hmm. uh she wasn't even there yet. But another thing that also helped with me being consistent and trying the things that we talked about was at the same time that I was coming to you for help with premature ejaculation, I was also trying to work with my wife on having sex more consistently. Like Mm. before, we would just get busy with life and we would go weeks sometimes without having sex. And then um, we made it a point to like have sex once a week. And sometimes I push for more than once a week if I'm lucky and I can pull it off. But um, that also helped a lot Mm -hmm. in being able to be consistent. Yeah. And I think what what was also consistent in regards to that were conversations with your wife, right? Mm -hmm. Like we were, we were getting an idea of like, what are her breaks and what are her accelerators? Like what's going on in your wife's head? Like, what does she want? Um, what does she really appreciate about yourself? You know, like you were having these conversations with her too, to increase that frequency. Um, and, and that fed into the whole process. So yeah. Um, what do you think allowed you, um, or helped you be consistent? Like what was going on in your head that made you stick to that, to all the things we talked about and just stay on top of it? Um, probably that I saw small improvements along the way. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I would go for a long stretch with everything being the same. Like the more that I worked on things, like the better they got each time. And that really helped. Yeah. The small wins, right? Like mm-hmm. at the beginning of every call, what did we do first? We were like, what's the wins. Right. And we went over yeah. like what went well in the last week or the last exactly. two weeks that like you felt good about. And sometimes it was the smallest thing, right? Like sometimes it wasn't that big of a deal, but it still was something that made you feel like progress. Cool. Growth progress. What happened after that experience where you had that quickie, that was actually pretty long, a long sex uh, session. Were you able to have longer sessions after that experience or were there dips and flows in terms of, there were definitely dips and flows. Um, I knew after that happened that that wasn't going to be the norm every time. I hope that it would be something along those lines, but uh, I think like the next time we had sex after that, it was another like pretty quick event. Um, it definitely wasn't as long as it had been at that time. Uh, 
but I just kept trying the stuff that we talked about and um, con- continued to see results from it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, rem- I remember this, but cause I also remember you saying like, it was nowhere close to as long as the last time was, but it also wasn't as short as the times before. Right. Right. So you, that's that in itself is like this mental reframe of like, I'm not going to tell myself I'm moving backwards. I just, yeah. uh, let's just see like where the, the general, like where I generally am. I had a great experience that was a little out of the ordinary, but I'm still seeing progress like generally. And you focused on the progress versus, oh shit, I'm back to where I was, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was a way you mentally processed it. That was helpful. Yeah. And, uh, another thing that, uh, we changed up in our sex life was we tried different positions. And I think that that helped a lot too. Um, Mm -hmm. it helped. Uh, I think the biggest change I saw was that, uh, the, the pressure that I would feel with penetration changed a lot from the missionary that we had done before to like the new positions that we tried out. And I think that helped, um, helped me last longer also. What about that? Do you think helped you last longer? I was probably more relaxed. Mm. And so it, it helped me to slow down more. Mm -hmm. Another tactic you did consistently were Kegel exercises, Mm -hmm. right? Like you were really on top of that just about on a daily basis. Correct. Right. I, I followed your suggestion to set an alarm on my phone and it goes yeah. off still every day at <laughs> one o'clock. Are you still doing so, them? Yeah, I still do Good. them every once in a while. Um, a few times a week for sure. Amazing. But I, ju- I just never turned off the alarm. <laughs> um, how helpful do you think that was? It's helped out a lot. Uh, I don't, at the beginning, I noticed a lot of improvement from it. Uh, I feel like nowadays I don't see that much like that it's not something that continues to feel like it builds up too much but I think it Mm -hmm. definitely helps Mm -hmm. yeah and I think maintenance is good too you know regardless of seeing a drastic change you know you can only get so far in terms of a drastic change and then it's just more maintaining it and understanding that it's always a tool you could go back to if you need to yeah um but that's good another tactic that I would like you to kind of share your experience about, because it's pretty unique to the sexology world of what coaches are telling people to do was the visualization within the masturbation sessions. So that was probably one of the things that of, of all the things that we tried, I probably did that the least, but um, like visualizing sex with my wife and using that time like to understand the feelings that I would feel uh, leading up to ejaculation and how to control that. uh, That really helped out a lot too. Yeah. I remember, I remember you saying how you learned from different visuals of like, Hey, like this inspired me to try this or like, you know, it kind of like created this, this confidence of what you're going to do in the next session or like what feels good to you or like what excites you most. So it is something that does take the most effort, which is why it's hard for guys to, to keep up with that because it's kind of mentally draining a little bit. Right? Yeah. It's like mentally tiring. You're used to just jerking off to porn. It's super easy. You don't have to use your mind for that. So to use this, it kind of brings you into this whole intentional place of focusing and creating your own arousal patterns and kind of re 
you know, building a new habit. So it definitely takes more time and more effort, but you were still super consistent with it. I think at least one to two times a week you did it. Yeah. I was probably doing that once or twice a week. Um, Yeah. Another tricky thing about that was like finding the time Mm, that would be good to do that because, you know, that's different than like sitting in a chair and doing Kegel exercises. Like, you know, obviously it's way more physically (laughs) evolved. Yeah. So having to work around that made it a little bit more difficult, but um, it was definitely something that I did and I feel like I gained. Yeah. Because I, one of the first things I said to you on like one of our first calls was you're not having sex enough. Like you're not experiencing not just sex, but also masturbation. Like it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we got to, it's, it's about the reps, right? Do you remember me saying that? Like we need to get yeah. in more reps of, of understanding, like how, how your dick works, how your mind is working in relation to your dick and to your sex life. So to, so to put in those reps is something I always have my clients do early on because you need more experiences to get an idea of like where your brain is going during that arousal state. So I think, yeah, that was helpful. And I think it was also putting you more in the mindset of sex, which allowed you to, to have more conversations with your wife and increase the frequency there. Um, so yeah, everything kind of got packaged in together. Would you say that the process was ever overwhelming knowing that you were actually doing a, f- a few things consistently? No, I never felt overwhelmed with the things that I was trying to help overcome uh, PE. Why do you think you weren't overwhelmed? Because you were, like I said, you were pretty on top of like a few different tactics every week, which wasn't in your life before working with me. Um, probably because the, except for the mindful masturbation, like everything else is, is fairly like a, a quick thing to take care of. Like how long does it take to do Kegel exercises? Not very long. Like you don't have to set aside a lot of time to do that. Like you can do it while you drive down the road. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I think that the, the fact that it wasn't something that you had to devote like hours to a day or over the course of the week, a couple of hours, I think really helped out a lot and being mm-hmm. able to be more consistent with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a, another one was the conversations with your wife, right? Like initiating mm-hmm. different actions with your wife, different conversations. So you were also doing that. Um, which does kind of take some courage if you're not used to having those types of conversations, um, which a lot of people procrastinate on. Trying to work in more conversations about our sex life. It was a little, it felt a little uncomfortable at first, but it got easier as we went on. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like as we got more consistent with having sex, um, it was easier for her to talk about also. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I think that had a pretty big impact on our sex life. On the frequency, you guys talking about it more? Yeah. And the fact that we set aside like a day every week that we were going to have sex or just agreeing with each other that it was something that we would do once a week. Mm. How did you feel initially bringing up these, this type of topic to your wife? Like, was that was that scary for you? Were you super comfortable with it? Were you like moderately comfortable? I wasn't, I wasn't scared of it. I just figured that she wouldn't take me very seriously. Like she would just kind of mm-hmm. blow it off. Um, but 
you know, as, as we had more conversations, it just got easier. Was there ever a time when she got like annoyed with the sex conversations or showed a disinterest? No, I don't think so. Other than me just flat out asking her if she wanted to go have sex, like she would get annoyed with that. But mm-hmm. uh, just having having just a normal conversation about it, she never really seemed to push back on too much. How did you initiate these conversations? If you don't mind giving an example, like like word for word, what it would sound like. I'm just asking because there's so many guys who are like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like I'm so they're kind of intimidated to initiate these conversations and get shut down. Um, well, I, I would say probably the conversation we had with the, the biggest impact on where our sex life went from where we started was that uh, I asked her one day when I was coming home from work, if she was ready for, we called it fuck me Friday because mm-hmm. it rhymed. <laughs> and so uh, I love it. So I asked her, I was like, you excited for fuck me Friday? And she's like, yeah, the only thing that bothers me is that it takes so long for me to have an orgasm. And so every time we, or most times we had sex, I would always make sure like to get her off before we had penetration or anything so that she was never left out in the rain, you know, so to say. Mm. But that was really the first time she'd ever said that it bothered her. So here we were Mm. that it bothered me that I didn't last long enough and it bothered her that she lasted too long. And so it kind of made it uh, like for both of us to meet in the middle, I guess mm. um, that, that kind of helped with the the conversations about sex. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And she obviously felt safe enough to share that with you. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that probably came from you first coming to her with being mm-hmm. open. And this is like, this is a great example of vulnerability, which a lot of guys think is like, you know, comes across as a weakness. Like, I'm sad that I can't come like boohoo. Like a lot, I feel like a lot of people see vulnerability as like this whining, right? When really it's like coming across truthfully as a, as a strength and showing like your truth, but in a strong way. And that's what you did with your wife. You were like, Hey, like, you know, I want to improve this. This is something I want to get better at for the both of us. Like, how are you feeling about this? So it was a vulnerable, open conversation where you both kind of put each other at risk for not feeling so great or at risk for being rejected for something or possibly made fun of, you know, in some relationships. Um, so it was really cool to see you like open up to her and then for her to feel like safe enough to do that right back. And then you guys solve this problem together. Last thing in terms of tactics I want to mention was permescent, right? Cause that's mm-hmm. something that, that we used for a bit in our, in our strategy for you. So you take it away in terms of how you use that and what, how it was effective for you. So the first time I used it, I used too much and, um, <laughs> I definitely lasted longer, but it was also really awkward because (laughs) I couldn't feel anything at all. And so I kind of had to play with, I guess, the dosage a little bit to figure out how much to use each time. And then each time I used it, I would try to use less. And so I think the first time I used like four or five sprays Mm -hmm. and, you know, that that wasn't helpful at all. So from there, I think I knocked it down to three and then I just slowly stepped it down each time that I would use it. But I didn't use Promescent every time we had sex. So 
it was at least like every other or at most every other. Sometimes it would be like one time pro mess it and then two times without it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, our point with using promescent wasn't to become reliable on it, just to use it to help get to like the next step. Yeah. Which was slowly get off of it so that you can mm-hmm. trust your, your own body more. Right. And not right. need that little confidence booster anymore. Like that's how I like to look at promescent, which for those of you wondering, if you haven't heard of it, it's a delay spray. And yeah, I think that my whole method with, all right, let's, let's use it one sex encounter intentionally, like actually use it. And then next time don't, and then the next time use it next time don't. And I know there were a few times in the beginning when I was like, you didn't use it last time. Right. And you're like, oh, no, I did. Cause I didn't know when we'd have sex again. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. but, but once the sex became more consistent, then I knew that I could yeah, step yeah. off of the promescent. Yeah. And, you're like, all right, fuck yeah. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> on using this. Um, but that was really cool. That was really cool to see that, that, you know, that, that journey, so to speak of like, you know, you starting off pretty like reliant once you realized it was working and they're like, ah, I should probably stick to this. And then it was just that reminder of, Hey, we don't want to rely on it. Like, let's make yeah. sure we stay focused on getting off and seeing how your body feels when you're not using it. And then we'll talk about, you know, what happened when you didn't use it. So that was a cool process that, that was, was fun to see, like getting to that place of success where you don't even need it, you know, or yeah. you don't have to get it all if you didn't want to. Yeah. Anything else to say on Promescent? No, um, I'm, it worked yeah. for me. Uh, it was good stuff, but, uh, no, I don't have anything else on it. Are you using it still at this point? Do you use it occasionally? I still have some, um, every once in a while I'll use it just depending, mm-hmm. I guess on how I feel, but um, I only use like a spray two at the most. Yeah. And that's how I think like some guys will ask, like, what if I just want to last longer for fun? And I'm like, yeah, use it. Like if you, you know, if there's a time when you, you want to last a long time, then it's a great product to use. Yeah. Um, just everything in moderation is typically better. Okay. I mean, this question was, can you give any examples of how this is uh, positively impacted your relationship with your wife. So you overcoming PE and no longer having that struggle. I know that the frequency has improved overall, right? Yeah. Um, it seems, it sounds like communication has improved. Is that still on track? Like just what are all the, the benefits here? Yeah. We probably don't have as many sexual conversations, um, as we did, like when I was working with you one-on-one, but it's still something that I don't feel uncomfortable talking to her about um and probably vice versa good good do you still check in once in a while with each other every once in a while yeah okay but i i feel like we're just kind of riding along like where we've been and everything's just kind of good so Mm -hmm. good good yeah and if that frequency you know, ends up dipping, then you can have the confidence to go, you know, ask her about it and yeah. see what's going on. So that's, what's important is to just keep that comfort level, right? Cause the comfort came with the practice of the continuing communication. So even just checking in, Hey, you're, how are you feeling about our sex life is a great way to just get back in there and just, yeah, keep those conversations moderately. Yeah. Down. And even now I like could gotten to the point where if we miss a week for whatever reason, like she'll say something about it oh, the next, really? like, getting close to like the next week around she'll say like hey you know um we didn't get to have sex last weekend Mm. so yeah 
that, oh, that was that. encouraging because before like she would never initiate or anything like that. Yeah. I was and just so, going to say that's sorry. I keep cutting you off. I'm excited. Uh, it's crazy to think like I, I, I came to you just to work on premature ejaculation, but like it overflowed into everything else too. Because mm. one of the things that I worked on or that we worked on um, as I, you know, after she had said that it bothered her that it took her so long to come was that I started trying to find a toy that she could use with us together. And that, that really helped out a lot too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So that, that was another thing. Um, finding a toy that she could use uh, while we were having sex, um, that really boosted things too. I love that. I love that. She's actually like, you know, aware, like, Oh, we didn't have sex last weekend. Cause I know yeah. that was one of the first things you came to me to say, it was like, she never initiates. I wish we would have it more, but like, I don't know what it's going to take for her to initiate more. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. For, for the men out there who are currently struggling with PE and looking for guidance, can you share any specific tips or strategies that you found particularly helpful in overcoming this issue that, you know, maybe we didn't talk about, or maybe like the three major ones, like kind of like leaving the guys with like, Hey, these are the three things that were most helpful. I would say the, probably the most helpful one was slowing down. Um, I think that had the biggest impact for me Um, that trying different positions I think was pretty good and then um I think probably the the masturbation practice Mm. um those three besides those three tactics themselves I would also like say that it's about the consistency and the mindset of using those tactics right consistency definitely with with each one you know you've got to want to see the change And as you continue to do them, you'll see more changes. Then the mindset, which you said is why you stayed consistent, was you recognizing the wins along the way. So Mm -hmm. the way that you looked at the process wasn't, oh, this isn't going to work or, oh, this is really hard for me. I can't do this. Or look, see, it's not working. Like you were always looking at it from this frame of mind of like, all right, a little bit of progress. Cool. All right. That didn't work as well as this. So I'm going to try it again. You know, it was the way that you saw it. So I'd say the consistency and the mindset along with those three tactics is in itself a good little game plan, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, what worked for you isn't going to work for everyone. It's about understanding yourself. A, a big issue was your lack of communication with your wife. Like that was one of the reasons you weren't having enough sex and you weren't masturbating enough because you were waiting for her, but then you guys weren't doing it. So the lack of masturbation was that problem that came from lack of communication. So we went back and fixed the communication. So, right. It has to do with your own lifestyle. Um, so now you have this game plan that works for you and it may work for other guys. Like if you're listening to this, this may work for you at least a little bit, I'm sure it will. Um, but it's, it's definitely about finding your personal game plan. So I think, uh, if you're open to that and you, you find someone you trust, like Charles trusted me, um, then it's, it's good to invest in a solution, right? Cause how long you said for 10 years, you've been dealing with this, right? Yeah. 10 years or more. Um, as, as long as I've been having sex, it's been an issue that I've struggled with. Hmm. 
So, and how long, how long consistently are you lasting now at this point? Um, I, I've kind of given up on timing it and I don't focus so much on lasting a long time as much as I do like trying to come when my wife comes since mm. we've figured out a way for her to to reach her point faster it's changed from trying to last as long as possible to I guess just like have the best sexual experience for what works with you guys yeah yeah that's a really good point because I think part of the problem with PE is that obsession with the time frame, right? And the obsession with like, oh, it's only been this long, which of course is a problem if you're not enjoying yourself because it's it's too short and you're not able to even get to the being in the moment because it's too short. Like that's a problem. But um, but for you to obsess over, yeah, the length of time isn't the best way to go about it. So I like that you're like, hey, what works for me and her? And what are we yeah. both happy with? And that's the ideal time frame. How would you say in terms of like foreplay and penetration, like how long is sex for you guys typically? Oh, at least 30 minutes, Mm. probably longer, but most, you know, like 95% of the foreplay is just focused on her. I I enjoy it that way. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. looking to, I don't need a whole lot of foreplay, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we, we have foreplay as long as, as she's comfortable with it. And then she'll tell me when she's ready you know, and, uh, mm. and so we'll change it up then, but, um, definitely sex has become more enjoyable from the work that I had done with you, like identifying everything between me and my wife, um, instead of feeling like she wasn't enjoying any of the sex because I was coming too fast, like, we found a way for her to enjoy the sex at the same time that I was enjoying it. Mm. And before when I would come real fast, like it, I was, we weren't even having sex long enough for me to enjoy it. And so that definitely changed. Like it got to where we were both getting the same kind of enjoyment out of the sessions that we had. I want to ask you, cause I know there's a lot of guys who are like, let's just say they get so turned on by their woman getting turned on and that triggers their PE. Was there ever any certain type of thought that helped you to not get too excited, even by giving her pleasure, even if you weren't penetrating? I just, I think I just repeatedly tell myself just to slow down. Mm. Um, I've, I tried like trying to think about baseball or sports or whatever, or anything <laughs> else that, that never worked for me. Like I could think about it all I wanted. It didn't matter, but I think um, probably focusing the thought more on myself and what I was doing at that time probably mm-hmm. helped mm-hmm. more than trying to think about something completely unrelated to what was happening. Yeah. And that's a really good way to be present. Like I always remind guys, like if you're yeah, getting too like distracted or nervous about what she's doing or what she's thinking, like get back into your body. And sometimes it's a matter of like, all right, what am I doing? Like what part of my body feels best right now? Or like, you know, even when you're masturbating, like, and doing the visualization, like what are you doing to her in that visual? It like, it shouldn't be all about her all the time. Cause that often builds up a lot of anxiety. Right. So are you at the point where maybe it's like a 
like a few minutes of you being able to control it? Like, where is your, how do you feel in terms of control? Yeah, it's definitely a few minutes. I would say probably five minutes. So I try not to just be a clock watcher about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. I'm glad you got out of the habit of like the timing. I think it's good to do that in the beginning to have awareness, but you don't want to live your life on a clock. Yeah. (laughs) You're getting off, but that's, that's great. And five minutes is the average time frame. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see like a lot of guys assuming that women want sex for like 40 minutes to an hour when the majority of women do not want that, (laughs) you know, it's like, Ah, like that much penetration is just way, way too much. Um, our body can't handle that for the most part. So, um, so yeah, five minutes is really the sweet pop, the sweet spot of penetration. So it's cool that like, you don't even have to think about, you know, timing, you don't have to, you know, you're not in your head, you're actually enjoying it and you're enjoying it because you're able to see her enjoy it. And you're focused on your body too. Not, it's not just all about her. So yeah. a lot of good stuff. Cool. Yeah. And not only like seeing her enjoying it, but knowing that she's actually enjoying it. Like I know that she's mm. not faking it. How do you know that? Like for guys who are like, I'm not sure if she's really enjoying it or not. Like, what would you say to them? I, I think that if she wasn't enjoying it, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be so vocal about it. And she wouldn't ask like every time we get ready to have sex, she's like, get my toy. And then I know like it's game on for her. So uh, plus she's plus she's finally initiating what she didn't used to. So yeah, you, you know that it's gotten better for her. I love your wife's communication and love for you because mm-hmm. that was cool to see too. Like you guys immediately just like picked it, picked this up as a team, you know, like she was, she was down to do this with you and just like figure out things and try things. And that's, that's just great. I hope you appreciate her for that and that you tell her. Yeah, definitely. And she had suggested even before I'd ever heard of, of you or like your services or anything, but she talked before about like scheduling sex. And I thought she was joking. I was like, there's no way that a, you want to schedule sex because you hate <laughs> having sex and B that just sounds weird. Like who is going to like, you're going to put that in the calendar or are we just going to yes. have a, an agreement that every Friday we're going to have sex because I don't think you're going to hold up to that. You won't hold up your end of that bargain. Like I'll be there every Friday, but you won't. <laughs> I'll be there waiting. <laughs> yeah. And luckily as, as we started scheduling it, so to say like both of us were there, like mutually, like mm. we knew that that was what was coming. So it helped out where, a lot. Is that where fuck me Friday came from? Yeah. It's uh <laughs> flowers, fajitas and fucking. I pick up flowers on the way home from work. We have fajitas for dinner. And then later on. Yeah. I love that. I love that because you're making scheduling sex like cool and fun versus what so many people think it to be, which is like lame and stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) we have that, the three F's of Friday. Three F's. You name it. Oh my God. That sounds great. Um, awesome. Charles, is there anything else you want to add about your experience or the challenge you overcame? Um, I highly recommend people like seek out help. Um, if you're uncomfortable about, about it, uh, after a couple of times, like you'll be fine. I felt mm-hmm. uncomfortable sharing it at first. And the more 
uh, we met up on our Zoom calls and stuff, like the more comfortable I got talking about it. And uh, don't be scared. It, it's definitely different talking to somebody about your sex life and uh, having to be so open about it, but it's worth it. Totally. Just like you're building a skill set, just as you know, you, you build those communication skills with your wife. You were a great client, always showed up, always stayed consistent, addressed all concerns that came up. And that's what allowed you to get through this. And, um, and yeah, I'm so happy for you. Loved working with you. And I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story. Yeah. I had a great time working with you also. I always look forward to our calls. It was great. Love it. Thanks, Charles. Thank you. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.